guys. Welcome back to the Ike cast. This is Chris. I'm with Ike and special guest Bones today. All right, say hi, everybody. Hey, this is Ike. Hello, this is Bones. <laughs> All right. So we just came back from watching Tenet, right? Right. Yes. So um, let's start off with that this is a special episode because, again, as Chris says, we, start, uh, we watched Tenet. We have loads and loads of discussion, questions, yeah. WTFs, and um, huge, huge, huge spoilers. All right. So, okay, let's, let's put, yeah, there's going to be a huge spoiler warning yeah. for everybody, but, you know, it's been a couple months now. You got to have, you, you either watched it or you're waiting for the pandemic to end. All right. So, everyone know, I've watched it four times now. Bones, you've watched it twice. I've watched it twice. Exactly. I saw it for the first time today. All right. And I'm going to interject it by saying, second time around, I think created more questions than the first time. Was that time. the part where you fell asleep? No, that was the part where I was just absolutely exhausted <laughs> and my eyes were fluttering. No, they were fluttering. I, I heard a snore. I know because I had finally fallen asleep, but I was okay. what they what they missed was the eye fluttering part part of trying okay. to keep the eyes open. And thankfully, right. when you knocked out, it was a specific scene where you've already seen it, and it was just the context Dialogue. doesn't change. Yeah, the context, and there was no like mystery that pops out of it. Yes. All right. So that being said. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I, all right, Tenet. I had to put that in there. All right, Tenet, Christopher Nolan uh, film came out this year in the middle of the pandemic. No one, like very few people got to watch it. And I just want to say thank you, Christopher Nolan, for keeping theaters alive for 10 more seconds before they inevitably shut down. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that idea. Uh, I'm going to, a little bit of history. Do you know what the Paramount like uh, acts are or the Paramount uh, issues? No. All right. So back in the day, movie theater, the movie theaters were owned by studios, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And they said, no, 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 no. That's kind of messed. You can't have all the integration. What the hell, dude? Uh, and then they made it so that you as a studio can't own a you know, movie theater, a chain. movie theater chain, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like that's going away. So now movie theater uh, uh, studios are going to start. Yeah, because the theaters, theaters are are falling apart. Cineworlds shuttered its stuff and like everyone's so here's the thing is you know um before we dive into i i don't like that idea because you know what the the studios already you know have everybody by the yeah. internet so they speak, can charge right? whatever they want they can charge whatever they want we're back to a a monopoly it's very much a monopoly yeah and i so like but and the future you'll see is a disney-owned movie theater showing disney-owned products in no, a Disney-owned sort of environment. What no. if you know what? And I'm, I mean, Disney's come up with some good ones, but I tend to All not right. watch a lot of Disney. I mean, the only thing you watch really Disney is what MCU films. Yeah. Right, and they're but not. They really, weren't Disney. They were Marvel until Disney bought them. Yeah. So that all being said, all right, back to Tenet. All right. Yep. Damn. <laughs> all right. I just I want I want like uh, I just want like review scores like off the bat in your head and then i'm going to ask you the same review scores at the end once you have time to think about it so off the bat in your head for me it doesn't count i've seen it four times i already have my opinion set so my review score is irrelevant i want to hear from the second time viewer first bones eight out of ten i want to see from the first time viewer i'm gonna say seven okay I, so all right there you go I expected this for one very simple reason. This movie is confusing as shit. <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, it's, it, you spend the whole time going, okay, um, so how is this happening? And why is this happening? And okay, 
I can see where they're, you know, trying to do is this time travel? What is this? Is the is is time now when it's not time isn't linear, but it like folds into itself to two points. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is it cyclical? Uh-huh. Is yeah. it straight? Is it is you know like I, I guess what you're saying, right? Like where's right. like what type of time tummy wimey is this? And it's hard to pin down to one. Right. Right? Because it's not Terminator pure cyclical, even though that's what some people might walk out of. Right. But okay. it's not back to the future. You can change anything you want. I'm going to put this in there right now while I have this thought in my head, um, having watched it the second time around. I didn't expect to have more questions. That was That's number one surprise for me. But to realizing that, you know, at what point my my you know, confusion happens and spoiler alert, everybody, it, my confusion really stems from when we actually see them going into the physical apparatus that allows them to yeah. start the moving yeah, backwards in time. Yeah. Because it seems very, okay. Uh, I'm, we're going to talk. About I just that need to fill it because I, I figured I was going to lose that thought. Let me put it out All there. Right. We're so going to the turn style specifically is, is your question. All right. So, I want to talk about this movie in stages because yeah. from set piece to set piece to plot point to plot point. Yeah. The first set piece, Oslo, uh, the sorry, the uh, the Kiev Opera House uh, seat. Yeah. What the hell? That was a way to start a movie. I'm just gonna say it was okay. So here's the thing: is when it started, like, because I I saw Tenet when you know when it was out for two three months, whatever time frame it was, right? There and I avoided reading a lot, reading about it or any of the analysis about it. But at some point, like with the trailers, you're thinking there's got to be some sort of time. So when they're in the opera house, right, and he's looking, uh, that's where I fi- so remember the backpack. Okay, okay there you <laughs> yes. Go. Okay. Now remembers so, the backpack because I saw the backpack. I, the fact that that they focused on the backpack was like, okay, I, I think that's important, but I'm not sure how, mm-hmm. right? But I I was looking at it because the scene is where he rescued. Um, he gets the the high yeah, value. Yeah. So the characters are Neil, protagonist, and what was the um, the the lady in Mumbai? What was her name? Uh, Priya, 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 and Sarah. Right? Was that the, no? Uh, no, cat. Cat. Sorry, where am I thinking of Sarah? Sarah's the. I'm sorry. Sarah's another movie by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> by we, Christopher we watched Procedure. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing my Christopher Nolan's right, but Cat. So, um, so it's the protagonist. He's part of this like team that's going to go rescue. This guy that's watching the opera house, the opera, or what's going to be the opera, and um, you know everybody, it's like um, there's a gunfights, there's sl- you know slinging down um, the balcony to go into the rest of the this seating, and you know when you see like stuff happening, you see a bullet, but it's not. There's a bullet that disappears. You're not sure what's happening. It's like. Is he part of the whole, the whole unit, right? Well, we know, I for me, second time around, and I'm assuming fourth time around, um, we know that this is the, the true beginning of this guy's journey. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, the, 
believe so and, timeline wise right the opera yeah. house siege happens at the end of the whole thing timeline wise because when you really think about it yes yeah. so but yeah but his beginning out, it's his beginning yeah. but it's actually the end the of end, it all the end of it all yeah okay yeah so yes. continue so but yes and again it's um you know, like watching you, the first yeah. scene, again, for me, you know, cinematically, it was watching just how well, you know, it was filmed, um, you know, the coordination running and everything else that was happening, you know, you're, you're sort of caught up in that. And then you have but the it, rescue I mean, but scene. You can, see, you can see pinpoints where it looks like there is a timeline divergence. Kind of. Almost. There's no, only there one, is. though. Which is the, the which is where the inverted bullet when when yeah. the, man, yes. the man in the backpack with the red string yes. and yes. the coin. Yes. Yeah. That's the only um counter time. I'm gonna call it counter time. I, I don't inverse know that time. Inverse. inverse time, whatever. You know, we all have our words to to, to sort of describe it. Yeah. I mean but that was the only terms it as inverse. So we'll yeah, so yeah. inverse time. But I mean that was the only one that I saw where you you actually saw, okay, wait, there's something else is happening. Your first introduction to inverse time right. and, you know, the crucial, you know, backpack with the red string and coin. Which you don't like, <laughs> you're, so like you're like, you don't figure out until probably the last 10 minutes. So you're like, oh, if you remember, but obviously I didn't go, oh, I did it now. 45 <laughs> minutes after I finished watching the movie. Okay, so. It finally came back to you. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, you're right. When you talk about the opera house scene, yeah. it's it's very by the numbers action sequence, great set piece, the music, duh, 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 yeah. like it kept on, it kept the momentum going. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. We we have something. I'm gonna say the the first three times I watched this, the audio mixing was really weird. It was better this time around. Theater, maybe. You think it was the theater? I, mean, I felt yeah, like the beginning was kind of quiet, but towards the end, it it all matched up for me. Yeah, I, I think it was the theater. Because, theater yeah. actually does make a huge difference. I really like the theater that. So we went to a local theater, and I really like that one because it's, it's it's pretty intimate. Yeah. Right. And definitely comfortable. <laughs> recliner yeah, seats, people. Recliner seats. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a question. Okay. Um. So after that scene, you know how the protagonist is in the railway yard, right? Being tortured. Yeah. Being tortured, and he ends up taking the pill. That's supposed to be yeah the suicide pill the suicide pill right because he's a CIA I guess operative or he yeah. he's an operative for the government I so are we to assume he took it and then he thinks he had died but he hadn't because it's a false flag very much a, so very much so okay. so the pill is a lie right yeah. you bite down on the pill you go out you you're done and the idea so, is you're supposed to die okay the right. question is that whole have opera thing was a task to see if you know no what they so a second time around you get the clear you get the clarity that this um that that you know the opera house opera no the pill the, yeah. you know the pill is it's cia operatives know that if they're in a situation um you know you kill yourself before you divulge any yeah, information no, no, right yeah. but and that that's the understanding with all cia operatives until you know, and when he woke up, he realized, wait, no, that no, no, pill doesn't kill question, you. But that's not my question, folks. Mine is, I, we, I understand all of that. But the guy on the boat was like, oh, yeah, it's you, a test. Yeah, yeah. The, the opera fail. house. Yeah. Or, so the, opera, the opera, house opera house siege was not a test. It was a whole thing. Because remember, at the opera house, they found the yeah. enclosure, right? right? 
part of what we later know as the algorithm. Right. Right. They find it there. It, that's all there. The test is well is whether or not you're willing to, you know, bite down and not divulge information. The test is are you willing to die to ensure keep that the you secrets. Yeah, to keep your secrets. And the oh, CIA okay. secrets and everything else. So I mean yeah. that ties okay. back okay. to the CIA. Yeah. And they believe that know, they will die. Operation, yeah. The guy turns on and says, no, you actually pass the test. Because there are some people who do not pass the test. There are some people who will divulge the secret. Yeah. Okay. They, so that makes him... So, yeah. The reason why he's the protagonist is because the thing about Tenet is that it doesn't actually focus on characters. The only real character in there is, say, Neil and Kat. Yeah. Maybe Seder. Priya. Pri- uh, kind of. Priya is more of just, you know... the. She's a facilitator. Yeah, she's a facilitator. (laughs) The protagonist is not a character. What you need to know about the protagonist is that he's the guy who will die before, you know, he, you know, lets the mission fail. He'll, he'll die before he divulges information. A guy like that can be used for something greater than just the petty squabbles between nations. Okay, so is that where on the boat then they recruit him for the yeah because he's CIA and he goes like like he said like his handler said. Right, it goes like this goes beyond national interests. Right, you've passed this test. It's not about national interest anymore. You're in you, the big leagues yeah, now. You go to the final level. The thing is that my take of him realizing that he's the protagonist, the main character yeah. realizing he's the protagonist, is also the fact that you know he's experienced all of this. Now, moving forward, it's him prepping and setting up for all of these events that were going to happen yeah. again. Sure, but his handler doesn't know that. His handler, like they said, information, yeah. the, the 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 idea is the temporal. It's an as, yeah. as, as needed. Yeah. Need even he, even he doesn't know. know. Even yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't know. know. He has two pieces of information, right? A word and a gesture. Mm-hmm. Right. To which I'd like to point out the word tenant is just 10 backwards. Very important for mm-hmm. yeah. the end yeah. of the movie, which is 10-10. Right. And of together. course, coming together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it all is. I, yeah, I didn't make that connection. Trust me, yeah. no one does until until the end. Okay. All right. Something I want to point out for you guys, so you know, this is they talk about Pompeii in the film as just a sort of throwaway line. At Pompeii, there is this square. All right, it's called Seder Square. Every which way you go, Shut it says Seder Tenant or Arepo. Let me see. This is Seder Square. Google it, Seder Square from Pompeii. Every which way you look, it spells tenant, Seder, or Arepo. Um, there's opera too. Oh yes, opera backwards. Don't yeah. worry about that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's opera, 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 opera. Yeah, Arepo, 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 Arepo. <laughs> right. Seder. Uh, These are Seder. all. Oh, either. Rotos, which is the name of the uh, of the. Um, construction firm that builds the free ports. Just so you know, there you right. go. Tenant sort of, tenant sort of like basis on something. Wait, wait, what? A, what the hell? It go every which way you look. <laughs> All wow. Right. All right. So that being said, the Opera House siege is facilitating just for this great action sequence. But more importantly, right? More importantly, it's about you know setting the stage for this. They call it plutonium. You know, two four one. We know it's not right. plutonium. It's something else. All right. The it's encapsulation for something called the opera. All right, right. We go on from there. All right. So that was the opera siege. He dies, comes back, is brought into tenant. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
he makes his way to a location. He gets his sort of exposition dump by the scientists to explain it. Um, something that's very important because the movie relies on the idea of the grandfather paradox. Mm-hmm. All right. You know yeah. that, you know, time is cyclical. You can't go back in time and kill your granddad because how would you have been born to go back in time to kill your granddad? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the cyclical truth of it all. Mm-hmm. However, they say something in that sequence where he's talking to the scientist, mm-hmm. which is when they they're looking at the bullet, he goes like, but cause comes before effect. Right. He was like, not necessarily to, to the bullet. It always looked like it was coming. It was going just how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. But he goes like, then what about free will? Because mm-hmm. this kind of pr- destroys the proclivity of free will. It's a deterministic yeah. universe. Right. And then she says, you know, you it wouldn't have moved if you didn't put your hand there. Yeah. You made the choice first. Yeah. Here's so the thing. You will. can't have free will in a grandfather paradox. Tis is what happens happens. Yeah. yeah. The reality is, is that both are true in this movie, leading to what the, the, the evil villainous future, they might be right that you can break the grandfather paradox yeah. and nothing will happen to them. Okay. Because free will allows for it. That, okay. All right. Um, just throwing that out there. That's not going to be the center of our focus. I'm just right. saying that the movie, right, because the movie is, yeah, the movie is called Tenet because it's fundamentally what? <laughs> okay, whatever. The movie is called Tenet because I'm fun- still trying to wrap my head around it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair this enough. is like Nolan doing Nolan. <laughs> this is the most Nolan Nolan we've gotten in a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I, still like trying to connect my dots. Yeah, like so, five minutes later, I found out about the red string. <laughs> okay, right. so come on. Yeah, but so taking that into account, right? The movie Tenet. Tenet is just a belief system based on faith, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie re- relies on faith, and the faith is is that all the characters, are, you know, what happened happened, and we have to ensure what happened happened, right? We suppress, we do whatever we can to ensure events play out the way they happened. But they rely all on faith that what they're doing is correct, and that's mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work. They have faith in the the universe around them, and they call it reality. Yeah. So, um, Chris, you know, okay, I get that, right? But uh, are we moving on to the highway scene? Uh, no, because before the highway scene is the most uh, is is the start of Oslo Airport One. Right, Oslo Airport One. Okay. All right, so Oslo Airport One. Let's move on to that. Uh, you know, there's some more scenes and you know that really set up a whole bunch of stuff like Kat's introduction, mm-hmm. her relationship with her son Andre Sater's, you know, uh, control over her. You know, so let me ask you, Neil always knew what he was. I think so. Yes. Neil always. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, every single yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. okay, so we'll talk about that because that I think the most pivotal moment of the movie is that final conversation over right. the over the hypocenter. Um, but so yeah, Oslo Airport number one. They have to go into a specialized vault in a free port in Oslo Airport to find you an know, art piece, an a art fake piece, art and piece. some bullets. <laughs> yeah. Right, and instead they find a turnstile. Right, mm-hmm. a turnstile, which is what they use to do the temporal time. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's the turn you walk to. All right, now welcome back to part two. All right, and so in part two, we just talked about Oslo Airport one and two, the reality yeah. of like how crazy it got, and the weird sort of like timey wiminess of three protagonists running around at the same time, technically two Neils going in, in, in the airport at the same time. Uh, yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. got crazy. It did. Um, all right, so from after Oslo Air- Airport, 
uh, one, we have the highway sequence, the, the highway pincer, which mm. I think, in my opinion, is the most confusing part of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Because they don't do a good job in that moment explaining the nature of the pincer. Yeah. Explaining how, like they do it better later, but at that moment they don't explain the nature of the pincer. Is pincer ex- where they both divert come to the same moment in time? And so yeah, a normal like, yeah. like just a normal pincer is you know in you two sides coming together and coming together at a central point. A temporal right. pincer is two sides at different points in time meeting at the same point in time and then mm-hmm. yeah so it's like this weird one's working of, backward the other one is yeah. is moving you know forward in linear time yeah and so right. we see that in the highway sequence but we don't really get a good understanding of, of how it works and how Seder is using that to his advantage and how and like the weird tummy whiminess of like getting cat in normal time into the the thing just to shoot her and then and then going she in took reverse her, time. Like, he took her. I didn't understand. Like, if he had shot her and left her to, mm-hmm. right, in the one. But then he takes her when she's fine. Exactly. So because where is she, that Because one? she's not temporally switched, right? Because she, the thing like this, for him, time is moving forward when he takes her. He takes her in. But for them, when in their normal moment of time, he's gone backwards. Who's gone backwards? Seder. Right, Seder has like Seder brings her back into the facility, <coughs> and that's the forward momentum of time. In his version, he pushes her through, and then he like he takes her out, and he does the whole car sequence in reverse to go figure out where the the thing is. And then, of course, you know, she, you know, he jumps out of the car, and they save her anyway. Again, that's why I'm saying that the 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 the, the highway sequence is the most confusing part because yeah. it there's like six different like. Divergences yeah. and convergences happening all at the same time. Right, but the thing yeah. is, Cat is is shot, and um, Neil she's, is taking care of her. She saw it at the end. She's not. No, she's shot. not shot at the end. Oh, see, this is the confusing part of this. No, you know, if you part go of the into movie. that, right? They did to the window, right? Mm-hmm. You have Seder and um, Cat, Cat, Cat on the, on the one time. side, yeah. right? And you've got the protagonist. The protagonist on this side, mm-hmm. right? And he pushes yeah, um, Cat yeah, to the window and shoots, shoots her. her, and she's on the chair. But then he, there's another version where he takes her, puts the mask on her. That's not another version, because what you're seeing when he shoots her is him at the beginning of his story, right? At the beginning of his story, Seder's Of, of Seder's point in, in the inverse. You're seeing him at the beginning, and we're seeing um, the protagonist at the end. At that of that particular thing sequence okay. yeah sequence so he shoots her and then you know he go like he does his reverse right like he he you know it's like he he goes you know out and then we see the continuation of that with the destruction of the thing you remember he in the car sequence in the highway fight he's already in the reverse when he's doing the, the countdown he's already wearing the mask that's oh, how you, right yeah, yeah yeah okay so and that's why i say it's confusing as shit because there's inverse reverse Going on so three different at, ways. At that time, that so the first time we see that sequence, he's already in the inverse. Yeah. But we're not because yeah, we, we don't understand the significance of, of the face mask. Yeah. Or the, the know, breathing the, apparatus. The, yeah. the breathing apparatus. We're assuming. Well, we know it's that after time. we know that when he arrives at that location, that this is Seder with Cat, and they have that you know exchange of words and yeah, and, yeah. and what out, I call. Yeah unnecessary violence yeah and he knocks her out right um yeah yeah he knocks her she, out he never, he's sitting it he's in that little yeah, area waiting. before going in yeah 
he's waiting for what from whom is he's my He's waiting question. for the, he goes like, tell me everything that's going on. He's waiting for everything that's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, who is he? Uh, Seder. Seder okay. is waiting for everything that's going on. Right. And what we see is Seder never actually went into the inverse machine until we see him go into the inverse machine. Right? We yeah. don't see him go into the turnstile. He goes there with a gun. He puts it in the protagonist's mouth. He's going like, all right, all right, all right. It's like, where was it? Did you hide in the thing? Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes like, all right, we'll find out. He goes into the inverse machine. And now his story moves forwards, even though he's in the inverse. He shoots her. Uh, so, well, he doesn't, In the inverse. In the inverse. He doesn't really shoot her. He pulls, you know, the, the bullet goes, you know, she's already hurt when he goes through the inverse machine. She's already hurt right. because it's already happened. He, you know, essentially reverses it. She's, uh, you know... Now she, she's got the bullet that yeah. happened to her on the other side, yeah. not on. Yeah, it, it gets like I said, it's confusing. Nevertheless, that realization that holy crap, the man in the green car was was him all along. Was him? Yeah, that sequence. Him being means, the protagonist guy. Yeah, that sequence. I'm waiting for the movie to come out for, for like someone to really go and explain it because while I get it, it's confusing. Yeah, it's it, I, four it's time around. It's one of those where you have to. You need like, someone to like pause. Go, all right, all right. This is here's the official timeline of events. Yeah. yeah. Right, and then show it to you on a graph. Show you where it loops around. Mm-hmm. Show you where like yeah. that's that's how weird it gets. Mm-hmm. And so that's highway sequence one. I think, in my opinion, an interesting point. You know, getting the thing. You know, going on it. You know, stopping the convoy. You know, doing the whole yeah. inverse, seeing the inverse for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. In, in in all of its full thing. That's good. Right. Yeah. But it, it's confusing, and in my opinion, the weakest part. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. Because it. Me it, too. Because yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It, yeah. Uh, and you really you need struggle. to. Yeah. You it, because it and it doesn't do a good job of explaining to you the nature of the pincer, explaining to the, you you know the nature of how time is looping in and up around itself. Right. But do you think it's because they wanted to like explain it? They kind of explain it I, later. No, I think. I think that was the point in the story where you had one, you know, they were able to, that's the point in the story where they're introduced this whole uh, pincer yeah. move, right? Because you need to have an explanation or a somewhat understanding of that for the final scene yeah. mm-hmm. that happens. But, yeah, um, yeah. but two, I think it's also the setup to, um, you know, what we saw at the Oslo airport part, you know, number one, yeah. you know, Oslo. So really is sequence of events. Cause we sort of jumped, know, around, jumped a around a bit. Yeah. Um, Kiev, you know, Opera House Kiev, Kiev Opera House seed, uh, seed one siege siege, but that's scene one in my head. Yeah. Um, number scene two is the, uh, Oslo airport yeah. first time around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scene three is the highway. Yeah. Highway sequence. Uh, highway yeah. sequence. Uh, after the highway sequence, scene four is the Oslo airport number two. Yeah, Oslo part two. So what yeah. we spoke about before between, you know, having three protagonists, one Neil, in yeah. <laughs> one scene. Yeah. Pretty, you know, but mind-bending. You, the first time you see it, you don't. But yeah. Yeah. Oslo two explains, what, explains and that's what's what I happening. Love. So something that I don't see a lot in movies because they, they sort of like explain something to you and then move on very linearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this one, it, I love the backtrack, yeah. right? Let's backtrack to the you. same. Yeah, let's say, let's do it again, right? And let's see it through this. Uh, through know, now this part, yeah, of... new perspective, but the same, but in reverse. Yeah, yeah. It, you know how like Memento 
you know, it's yeah. forward backwards how, how it yeah. does its storytelling. Yeah. This is doing it in a more linear way than Memento does and just as, you know, yeah. reverses. Yeah. 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 So when Neil had, you know, the first time Neil goes around the corner, right? I, I thought he saw himself. I thought that the first time too. Yeah. Right? I like thought the, that I was the that. first time but I saw. When you see it, you're like, oh, damn. Get it. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> loopiness. No, but it's it's it, you. You were kind of right. It's something equally really like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't mess with this. He throws back the mask and he goes. Yeah. He's like, take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's like because you see his eyes. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know what? Also, Robert Pattinson. I'm sorry. I, Robert kudos Pattinson to him. is so underrated. I mean, everybody just thinks of him as Edward from Twilight. But hey, listen, he's so much more than he was that. A, he was, he was a bat boy. Edward, he was okay? a bat boy. I'm, he's I'm a Batman like, now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, and to be very <laughs> fair, he was Batman in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yes, he was. He, like when he's in Oslo, like looking at yeah. the the Freeport. Yeah, I can him, see like, him being yeah, like, him, yeah, yeah. I him can... doing the fucking scanning, trying to go like, ah, what fire? You know, it's like, no, no, no. He's getting all the information, information he needs. Right. Yeah, right. He was Batman in this movie. He was. I agree with you. I this is the Batman that... we want. This is the rich playboy who goes into the thing. He's able to enter the 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 place as the rich playboy, scope it out, and come back come back later yeah. as as the thief. Yeah. Right, it's he. He was Batman in this movie, and of course, Nolan he knows how to do Batman. Just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the setup has yeah. happened. Okay, so um, um, where now? Where now? Once so once they they complete that, you know, Oslo two air, yeah. Oslo airport number two. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, we we come to almost like the it's like the finale. You know, we're, yeah, we're the at the stretch. climax, final stretch. And um, we have then the real, like, and I think, you know, final planning of the final pincer move where they recognize at that point that what, and this is a part of the game. This is where the confusion happens. Is that where the detonation was going to happen? That was going to destroy the world? Michael Michael Caine spoke about it in the scene with uh, the protagonist. Mm -hmm. He says, all right, and it's one of those things because nolan says a line or has a line delivered and doesn't like point at it significant significant significance he just lets it flow and if you weren't listening sorry but sorry mm-hmm. you're kind of screwed yeah yeah but he puts it you know so far ahead you know yes in the beginning not anywhere like, connected so what he said uh, michael kane said that all right the day of the opera house siege there was an explosion at stalls 12 the 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 closed city oh, okay. so it already happened Right, okay, yeah. so, like when the movie starts at the Opera House siege, the explosion at, at Stalls Twelve is already going down. Okay, so they know where and it, when the, the explosion happened. And what the, they, okay, I'm yeah. going to interrupt here with another sort of divergence on this whole thing. Okay. So at the same time as the Opera House siege and the explosion in this Stalls Twelve, Stalls Twelve, you also have going on in Vietnam. Uh, Seder disappearing. Vietnam or was it Greece? It was Vietnam. Vietnam. It was Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. And so this is it. We know that this is the this is the the part that Cat plays in all of this. Um, oh, oh. Okay. Because she in the very when the very first introduction of Cat with the protagonist, yeah. um, bringing her into the story, she discusses 
in his, I think it was in that conversation that they were in Vietnam vacationing. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and Seder gives her the, uh, the, the choice leaving her son or, or staying under his thumb. Right. And, you know, she gets angry about it. Um, later, she reveals that she considered it for a second, and that's why she hates him even more. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, position. she's like, you know, how, yeah. she got angry at it. She left with her son, mm-hmm. and, you know, she happened to be, ret- you know, then she was, like, returning with her son. She saw a woman dive off the boat in white, oh, and this she is what she say, felt. Okay. Yeah, and she felt you know? envy. And yeah. then after that, it was, um, I hadn't seen him. Like, he just disappeared. And then, of course, Seder shows up again because that Seder Seder A, you know, in at that point in the timeline, he's over at Kiev for the Opera House siege. Right. Right? The Seder that gets killed is the Seder who's waiting for Stalsk 12 to end. Got right. it. Right? So, and so Seder can, continues in a linear pathwards, reverts back to that point. Did, I don't remember does. seeing Seder in... He wasn't... No, they talk about how Seder was at... Uh, no, because you the, know what? If he, you think about it, the, the sequence of events that we see and now sort of like clicking in my head at this point, it's she. So Kat's arriving in Vietnam for the final scene. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, at this point, we know we see her leave the boat with her son. We see the um, uh, helicopter leave the boat. Yeah. That's Seder leaving. That's Seder A. That's Seder A leaving. Right okay. for him to do whatever he's doing and continue on. She is the one. So the when he comes, <laughs> when back, he comes back, that's the satyr that had shot her already. That was on the highway scene. Yeah. Okay, who, and he knew this was going to happen. Yeah, he's gone back to the moment where he was happiest. Oh right, to because die. right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. He, and remember when right, she goes yeah. like, "I can't do this anymore." He goes like, "Please don't." this moment right he goes like i'm into it and then when he realizes who she is he's like oh he goes in it's too yeah late. like it's too yeah it's and he doesn't realize that his you know the the wife that he that he thinks is the one that loves him still or is pretending to right yeah right, is the one that he shot yeah. <laughs> right so it's the same ones from yeah. from the both their respective points in, yeah. in okay. Chron- okay. chronology okay. So bingo so, okay we okay, finally so. got something answered in my head Okay, Excellent. so I have a question with that. When she dives off, what happens to her? So when she dives off, she goes onto the boat. They drag uh, Seder and Mahir and her uh, go off into the boat. They, they're dragging Seder behind them. They're going to go back into the turns. They're going to go back into like the normal status of events. You know where she's going to go back. The time paradox duplication will end because the cycle. Yeah, they'll close the loop. Okay. And so they do have to then, close the yeah, loop. They do have they to close the loop because, okay. you know what, she's got to move forward in time. You know, she now has, you know, he's not in the picture, so she has her son. Because she was given <clears> that phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one in the boat couldn't have had the phone. The, the one coming that, back to the yeah, boat. Yeah, coming back to the boat couldn't have had, had the, the phone. The one who jumped off. off the boat did. had the phone. Exactly. Yes. So, but yeah, so she, she closes her loop out and she, you know, it's fine. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, that, you know, that Stalls 12 was an interesting thing because we get back to a pincer. They explain the pincer. So, all right, they, you know, blue team's going backwards. And what we're doing is when we're starting our mission, we're, we're getting their, um, their, their landing site cleared for them mm-hmm. to get out. Right. And mm-hmm. we're watching them, you know, in reverse. And then us, you know, our crew goes up to the hill where they, you know, got where they landed initially. Mm-hmm. We're getting out. Splinter team goes into the tunnel into the the tunnel into the 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 nuclear testing site 
Uh, because Seder's plan is that he's going to, and the reason why they can't let anyone know is their plan relies entirely upon the future, never realizing that Seder failed. Right. Because if, so one of the central so the, themes yeah. is that if it's being reported, written, recorded, any, recording, any, anything, email, physical form, yeah. anything, digital, non-digital, if it's at recorded, the future will know. Yeah. So if you keep it in your head, no nobody's going to know but you. Exactly. No witnesses. Anyone who sees it, they say, can never leave the field. Yeah. Right. So that means it's, they get killed. Exactly. Right. So, but of course, that, that without playing later. What we have now is that, all right, we got to ensure that no one ever knows. We make it look like, it's like we can't even disable the bomb. Yeah. We have to make it look like the bomb went off and we lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got to, and we, no one can know that we even pulled the, the algorithm out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course, but they're successful. They're cool. They, they get it all done. Here's the thing that in my <laughs> head, the freaking, uh, the apartment, the, that tower block, you know, where it's the, the top, right. That floats up yeah. and then explodes versus right. The, you know, the top the that reaffirms and the base explodes. Yeah. It's because they're firing at different yeah, points in like to... yeah. time. Just, yeah. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, did they shoot two different things? They did. did but how... You saw, you saw some, a, a blue team and a red yeah, team I doing it. No, no, but how do you... But I think they're doing it this always the actual at the same time. Yeah, how did cinema. they physically like... do it? How did they physically do it where you My have supposition the is top that of, Nolan... like, where you have the top my supposition is Nolan built two buildings. Sure. But here's my issue. How do you shoot something where, like, not shoot as a How <laughs> sure. do you film something where the where the, the, the top of the building is structured and stable? Mm-hmm. It then the it reverses up in inverse, its base is formed, and then the top explodes. Yeah, it's called graphics, Chris. It looks practical. Uh dude, have you seen graphics lately? Like but amazing. I'm gonna now go to the Oslo Airport scene. That was all practical. Yeah, they no, crashed a it. jumbo jet. <laughs> I think you know what I think. What they, they, I think what they did was they took it. Yeah. Straight. First they got rid of the first part. Yeah. Right. Then digitally put it back up, and then they did the bottom. That's true. They could okay. blow them up and then just and then superimpose just the two yeah, different two, films. It's the same. So you're that solves sh- a lot of it. My theory is is that Christopher Nolan is a time lord and he figured out how to do it. <laughs> But that works better. I <laughs> but think, yeah. the other thing is also what Bone said. I mean, it quite possibly could be that they've created two structures. We're like, okay, this one because Nolan is very he. Yeah, he's he 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 loves he practicality. Yeah, he does, loves practicality. He doesn't rely on um, graphics. I, I, graphics enhance. It's not what he relies on. Yeah, very much so. Right. So it's an enhancement to his art. Okay. Um, All right, so that says, okay, that actually, what what you said, whether it's two, the, they shot it twice and they superimposed two different things together, mm-hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> that makes entire yeah. to me the only explanation. Yeah. But again, I and, could be wrong. I, I don't mean, know. This, I, I, this is sort of like that. Ins- you know, you know, the, Inception level yeah, of craziness. Yeah, it is. Um, Inception is a lot more, in my opinion, accessible because because you're going. Somewhere yeah, because dream logic, it, yeah. because dream logic is understandable. Everyone's had dreams where like this is weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no one's gone inverse in time, <laughs> right? So right. this is already outside of your experience, and so 
what can I say? Like the world of Tenet, the world of Inception, I want more of them because, man, there's so much cool shit that you can tell. Yeah. But all right, so that was Stalsk 12. They successfully get the algorithm out. They do everything that they, you know, right. Seder is killed in the in in the way it is, and, and it's all done. Good. The final scene, though, uh, it, the the tunnel or the underground, the uh, you know them trying to actually get the algorithm, mm-hmm. to me is like highway the highway scene number two again. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember at this point, like I'm tr- literally trying to put the sequence of events in my head, of you know um, Neil's part in all of it when so, he comes yeah. down what so he Neil sees was the there drive prior and... to, he's got to be not prior of... to because they remember they can always inverse right right what neil comes to the conclusion and this is important the final sequence where neil speaks to the protagonist right mm-hmm. yeah. you know neil like neil goes like hey you know it's like he because they're behind a locked door right they can't get through to to get to the algorithm the door is mm-hmm. locked there behind the locked door mm-hmm. is the body of the protagonist and the, the team uh, yeah Ives the team leader yeah team leader yeah so yeah they're they're behind the door there's a body at the other side of the door he the body has the string the red string the backpack and the coin the coin and he's like what the hell what is this guy doing here and then you know the guy inverses you know the bullet comes out of his head right right um i did not see that he inverses, opens up the door, and then, you know, runs, you know, runs away. Yeah, reverses out. Yeah. Okay. Right. My head is in my hand right out. now, guys. And so later, I'm gonna have to see that sequence again. Exactly. Yeah. So later, Neil goes like, like you know, Ives, you know, pretty much tells Neil, it's like I don't know any better locksmiths than you, Neil. And Neil goes like, all right, one more time in, and and of course you see the protagonist when he's talking to Neil, going like, wait, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, because when Neil turns around, you see that he's the guy with the, the red string and the coin. Right. Right. And he goes like, wait. And he goes like, we can't leave. And Neil says, we can't leave anything to chance. Okay. Right. right. He, it's like Neil could stop right there and then choose not to do anything. Right. Yeah. But he's. Right. But he knows he's got to. Yeah. Because he's the only one who could open the door. Right. And because of that, Neil marches knowingly to his death. Yeah. Why does he do this? Because he has faith in the grandfather paradox. He yeah. will march later to his own death. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, we see Neil walk away, and that's because he's going to invert, go back into the right amount of time, open the door, die for it. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's needed. Right. Neil will march to his death because he feels that the way the world is, the faith that he base, bases it all it on is reality. It's going to happen. So we have theories about it. You can't do anything to change it. Yeah. Do we want to say? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. So Neil definitely being Kat's son that she's with, I think is is there. And no one has has hinted it. He goes, like, think about Neil's interactions with Kat. Think about Kat asking about Neil. Mm -hmm. Right? Towards the end, she goes, like, where's Neil? I never got to say goodbye. Right. But I don't think she realizes who no. Neil is. No, she but, doesn't. No, but Neil and her gel. Yes. Right. Right? Like, we see small indications of it. And that's because, and of course, a lot of people theorize this. Christopher Nolan's wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and goes, yeah, well, think about their interactions. Right? That's yeah. his thing. Is Neil her son? I think he is. Right? Because he goes, like, 
what's called it was a long time ago for me right but it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean the past yeah because we know you can go backwards he Mm -hmm. could be old in the future where the turnstiles are made where the future is there right right? and then inverses himself to this moment right right? Mm -hmm. to to by told by his mentor Mm -hmm. right right he goes like all right the operation starts and of course the mentor the realization of the man who recruited neil the guy who created tenet all of these things is the protagonist the protagonist is working for himself without ever realizing it yeah the protagonist creates is the man who creates tenet yeah the protagonist's work doesn't end here because they fixed it he has to now move forward to finish the other half yeah yeah like it's, the, the his end work half, now yeah. starts yeah his real work starts to ensure the ending that he already witnessed yeah yeah that he, he already to, witnessed yeah. and experienced he has to and was out. a part of he has yeah. to close out the loop right 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 it's, yeah it's brilliant yeah it really is yeah christopher nolan creates puzzles because especially when you like you see them coming in on the shockwave and like the 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 freaking humvee like you know yeah. going mm-hmm. backwards you're like oh wonder what that is it's yeah. freaking it's the end of the movie it's them winning <laughs> you see them winning right there at the start of the fight yeah right it is Oh. Just amazing. Yeah. We're definitely going to do a part three. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I really want to, the part three will be short. I really want to ask you specifically about characters. So I think we're going to stop here and go for part three. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys, this is now part three. We talked about essentially the movie from beginning to end, the the, the twisty turning, turniness of it all from the beginning siege all the way down to the pincer movement at the end with, uh, Stalls 12 and the revelations that come in the aftermath and the closing out of the loop for all these characters. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, the last sort of lines are Neil talking about how, you know, it, it's the, the most dangerous thing is the bomb that never went off. Yeah. Right. Because people don't realize, you know, about like how close they were. And he talks about early in the film, it's like, we, we're the guys protecting from the world from what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like that's their job. It's their, like, if they did their job, right. Right, it's like this thing that never happened, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and so, but the characters, right? That you know, he, this is one of Christopher Nolan's movies. Say, unlike Inception, where relied on character types and character archetypes. You know, I don't what, think there was any. Here. There's not really any real archetypes. Yeah. There's no like in Inception, like you know, there's the architect. There's you know the 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 actor, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, who's Tom Hardy, who constantly switches roles. You have. The director being Cobb, you have mm-hmm. it's very much like a film set, yeah. but in an, in a dreamscape, yeah. right? Like set designer, right. director, actor, yeah. producer, yeah. right? Like all of yeah. are like Saito is a producer, yeah, right? right. He's the money, yeah. right? right? Like all, all of these guys exist. So this one doesn't really have that. I have a question. Um, if they hadn't been successful, what was supposed to happen? End of the universe. End of the universe. Yeah, the yeah. entire world. Because right now, what happens is when you get in, when the when they get inverted, it's only them that's inverted. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. people and objects. It's not so, the so world. So that means itself. that the that the future baddies, right, who want the algorithm and stuff like that, they don't understand that they're about to bring their own destruction because they continue to exist. So they think that they've succeeded. They believe. To which, and that's why we talked in the beginning, that free will prevents the grandfather paradox from actually being real. That the grandfather paradox is is only essentially created 
by those unwilling to break the chain Mm -hmm. and that you can break the chain and nothing will happen. You can go back in time and murder the crap out of your grandfather because this is just a universe where you did that. Mm -hmm. It's alternate. Yeah. So that's more of like the many worlds alternate you know, yeah, timeline sort of timeline that you know the, the master yeah. had t- talked about in Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's very much Endgame yeah. version of time travel, yeah. which you know it's cool and all, but the the ending of that movie kind of invalidates it with old Captain America showing up. I'm still right. trying to understand how the world would have ended because I'm so, just looking at the sequence of events. You have Seder's henchman who's in the tunnel with the algorithm device. Yeah. No, but if, um, the al- if the bomb went out with the algorithm device, it would have... So what would happen is that he told him where it is, right? Yeah. The bomb goes off, it seals the t- it seals it so that they won't be able to get it. The future, mm-hmm. the future, as soon as the, the thing goes off, they're all right, let's go. It's instantaneous. Past, because you notice in the movie, past, present, future, these yeah. three different characters, you know, three protagonists being all around. Yeah. It, time is simultaneous. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, he can put That's his time capsule, can, yeah. you know, put the email. This is where it is. Go back to the time capsule 30 seconds later. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, this is where my thing is. Mm-hmm. Right. And go back and all of a sudden there's stuff in there because it's mm-hmm. not gone back. Or he can go there and go, like, hey, I'm going to bury this time capsule. Right. You know, and he puts the time capsule there. And but there's already another one there. Mm-hmm. So he just takes that one. OK. Right. Right. To, because it's all simultaneous. Similarly with the algorithm. He puts it, they put it in the hole, Seder dies, the email blast goes off, the future gets it. The right. future mm-hmm. gets it instantaneously because it was already there. Mm-hmm. They right. turn on the algorithm, reverse, you know, chronology of events, mm-hmm. you know, from there on out, and it's game over. The entire, every, like, the world just goes into reverse and annihilates itself. And the reasoning is sound. That this generation that, you know, that's fighting against the future, they're the ones who fucked up the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's it's another. So we're just gonna get rid of them. Yeah, it's so a, it's another Christopher Nolan. He goes like, man, do you remember global warming? Guess what? Someone's gonna be pissed off about that. Whether that's an interstellar going like, yeah, you fucked up the planet, right? <laughs> or it's it's this, <laughs> right? right? You know, Christopher. It's like similar thematic thing. It's like you know, he says it, and I don't know if you heard it when Sater says that. He says it's like, why do they want to destroy us? You know, we're their ancestors. Because like, it was like, what could they want? It's like their oceans rose and their rivers ran dry. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, you know, it's like where and my biggest sin was having, because he said, what about your son? He goes, that was my biggest sin to bring yeah. him into a world that, that was dying, that was dying, that he knows is going to die. Yeah. Right. Of course you have like what, the people who brought back the algorithm going like, no, it's like, it, this is dumb. Right? right. We can fix our own problems. We figured out time travel. It's like, right. right? It's, yeah. it's like, we can fix it. Just don't try to destroy the past in the process because they think that if they do that, it will somehow negatively affect or positively affect them. Right. It's, but you know, it's, it's the Oppenheimer rule where Oppenheimer thought that, you know, if we turn on yeah. the nuclear bomb, the chain reaction would not be, would be unstoppable. The yeah. thank God for nuclear decay where, you know, it, eventually stops right <laughs> it's a huge explosion but it eventually stops yeah this they, they're not sure they come to the conclusion that it won't stop they've come to the conclusion that it's all gonna fall apart mm-hmm. so yeah it's um yeah when it, and the satyr as a character we'll start with him then all right as a villain he's one note 
entirely one note. Kenneth Brock does his best. He does his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Seder's whole thing is, like, he, like they boiled him down to, if I can't have it, no one can. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was, like, really childish right? and selfish. And... But that's Seder. Seder is a man I... who is selfish and childish. And he's a man who, who ran his own clock out by doing the nuclear waste, you know, pickup in his mm-hmm. young age, right? And then they use that against him. And the man in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Right? He killed himself all those years ago. It wasn't the future. It was him. He made his choice. Mm-hmm. And he's angry at it. So the other dude was him killing himself? No, not him killing himself. That was him killing his partner. Oh. Because he was like, fuck this I money. was like, wow, they did that back then? <laughs> he had come across, what, gold? Gold and bars. Gold and bars. Gold and bars and, the... and a document with, with instructions. Okay. Okay. Right, so gold bars. It, he didn't have any of the thing, but they got him into a position. They made sure he was rich. They got him into a position where he was there in a place where no one else would be. Where that after the end of the the, the Soviet Union, nuclear the, the mm-hmm. most unstable time in nuclear, you know, mm-hmm. nuclear proliferation, mm-hmm. he right. was able to grab thing. Right, nine nuclear powers, nine pieces of the thing. You know, that's yeah. it. Seder is yeah. Seder is is a very one note. Kenneth Branagh does. A very good job at portraying this guy. Yeah, no, no, I agree. But he's a the, good actor. The characters, the characters' motivations are entirely that I'm dying. Yeah, fuck the world, right? And it's right. like, but dude, you put yourself there. But he's not one to internalize or say, "Oh, I guess I, I deserve this." Mm-hmm. Right. He's one to be like, "Nah, you know, the world fucked me." <laughs> right. And that's why I'm going to screw the world now. So it doesn't mm. take responsibility. Yeah. And so, yeah, Seder, I like as just a very, but he's as, as dry bones, but like, you know, there are other Nolan villains. That he like, one dimensional. Yeah, he's, he's just one yeah. dimensional. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, he does he's very depth. one dimensional. Uh, the most complex character in this, I would say, is Kat. Why? Because she actually has like a purpose that is not connected to anything other than I need to, you know, protect my son. And then she gets brought into this, to this yeah. bigger thing. The protagonist doesn't have a character. We already know that he is. The, he's the protagonist. He's mm-hmm. the guy who who will save the world because he yeah. he made the sacrifice. He passed the test. Yeah. Right. Neil is also an incredibly compelling character. Yeah. Yeah. But Neil's character is hidden for a lot of the movie. I feel like yeah. the majority of his character comes out there at the end. Yeah. When yeah. you see yeah. so yeah. much yeah. about him. Yeah. Um. When when he does that revelation, when all that things happens, but Cat we see through, and Cat we see in our arc. Right. Mm-hmm. She starts off as damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. She ends killing the freaking dragon. Yeah. 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 Right. She ends that free person. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like she envied herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's envious of the woman who jumped off the boat. She envies herself later. Yeah. Right. So I it I feel like she has development from beginning to mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Right. Neil has development, but his development is a huge revelation. The big text jump. People like Ives. People like uh, Priya. Priya. They're, they're plot devices. They're, you know, they're characters. They're helping this. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're to, the, to carry the story yeah, forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like team leader, you know, mm-hmm. contact. Yeah. Right. You know, Michael Caine for his cameo because Christopher Nolan demands it. He owns a little piece of his soul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like all that. Also, Michael Caine's getting old, man. Yeah. He's like slurring his words now. It's like, oh, shit. It's yeah. coming up. He is old though. Guys. I know. He's, I know. I know. But he's like, I watched dude, it. How old Pres- is he? He's like, gotta be like. 70. He's in his eighties, man. He's he's I think be. he's in his eighties. Yeah, dude, because we watched him in Prestige yesterday, yeah. and it's like, okay, there's Mike, Michael Caine, right? As, <laughs> as we know him as, right? But you see him in this, he's like, oh shit, Michael Caine's gotten really old. Last time I saw you was in what? 
last time I saw Mike, the one that I can remember is uh, the Batman series. Nolan's Batman. No, right. How old is he? 87. Whoa. No, any day now, man. I'm sorry. No, don't Jeez. say that. Coronavirus is the thing. Uh, uh, to home. Dude. Stop. Fucking Connery, dude, when that happens. Poor gosh, dude. I'm going to watch a, I'm gonna watch a six-foot man cry. <laughs> yes, we all will. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so there are the characters, right? Really, the, the major characters, I would say, is the protagonist. Protagonist is good all the way through. Yeah. John David Washington is, is really good at what he does. You know, he keeps this guy going forward. He's confused, but he keeps on moving. Yeah. Right? You can tell that he's confused, but... Was he in The Gentleman? Michael King? Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I don't remember him in The Gentleman. Uh, maybe, maybe there was a voiceover or something. He was in Dunkirk as a voice role only. Uh, yeah. Mm. Right? He was the guy on the radio with Tom Hardy. Yeah, but so yeah, going back to it. Protagonist, good character services the plot but when you don't care give a character a name mm-hmm. right and yeah. you just call him the protagonist you inherently rob some of his characterization right i realize now and again i know i had this epiphany the first time around i'm having it again no we never heard his name yeah. they never you know called him agent one black you know you know you know, you know code name this no it makes sense because you normally don't say people's names, <laughs> right? You know, right. you just you just talk, right. right? But the only time they talk about him is fresh phrase protagonist. Yeah, that Priya was yeah. said that Priya gives him his his title, the protagonist, right. and he he you know reaffirms it in the end. He was like, "I'm the protagonist," mm-hmm. right? But yeah, we yeah. don't know anything about the protagonist and who he is, right? Neil, we get a good sense of, and Neil slowly evolves. Yeah. Uh, also, something to point out, right? Like the first time we ever meet Neil, he's got like this weird, like look at that he gives the protagonist, mm-hmm. right? And then on top of that, he goes like, "All right, vodka tonic for me and diet coke for him." Yeah. Right. And the guy goes like, "Yeah, well, you, I like soda water." He's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> and, and I thought, and they play it off as like, because Neil is well informed. Yeah. Well, Neil knows his mentor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything, everything in the but, movie. And, but again, that, yeah. that, you know, those sort of, you know, those are the... The, the second time around, Nolan asks that you like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the first time around, you sort of, like, when you realize, you know, who he is to the protagonist at the end, Yeah. you know, if you remember your scenes, you know, remember the dialogues, then, you know, you're just like, oh, I see what they did. Like, the Diet Coke one, Yeah. you know, it gives you that little smile that, like, oh, I got the joke. Yeah. You know, because there's that. This movie is a really well put together puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I agree. It, it's this weird puzzle that that it's on all sides. You're like, what the hell? It's like a Rubik's cube, and then slowly as it moves, yeah. it all comes into place. Like, how many WTF <clears throat> moments did you have while you were watching it the first time? I can I can't say that there was WTFs. It was more like I'm, what? I, I, I'm not understanding. I'm sorry, what? Huh? What is that? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, how is yeah. that? Like, there's pieces. Like, you know, I knew in Oslo Part One, uh-huh. right? I knew when he went around the corner, he saw something, so he knows that character. So the character's got to be either himself or like. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's because I've just watched so many movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, right? Um, there's pieces where you can be, but the highway scene was like, I'm so fucking confused. The highway scene, I think, is the part that definitely is. It's a cool I was okay sequence. up to 
the point where you know he gets the device but then when they get into the car and then and like, the car is like he they're driving by and you know they're like this yeah. but it's like they're driving together but one car is like driving perfectly in reverse i've never been able to drive perfectly in reverse well theoretically it's not in reverse well theoretically <laughs> yes but you know the way you're seeing yeah, it yeah. the first time and then you're like, that's a really good her? stunt person. That's what I was thinking during those reverse driving. I'm just like, that person really knows how to drive well, like yeah. super duper well. Yeah. And no, but yeah, definitely a lot of Karen Croft was done in this movie to get it all working where like, there's a couple moments where we're like, I can't believe none of this stuff like leaked. Like there. Right. Yeah. Nolan is a master of keeping stuff secret. Man. Well, I think you know what. I think and also, I think the people yeah. that he works with, yeah, they're just very, like so. Yeah, they're like this is an experience, and to be very fair, yeah. Nolan films are experiences. Yeah, right. Right, because again, he doesn't use digital backgrounds; he uses physical. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about Tenet, because I know Nolan doesn't do sequels and and all that sort of stuff. You know, other than his franchise stuff. I really want to know what happens. Like, I really want to, not even what happens next. I want to know what his next movie will be. Yeah. I want to know what's the next Nolan film. You know, when he puts out that teaser for the first time we saw Tenet, it's just Tenet spinning around. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's cyclical. <laughs> All right? <laughs> right? Uh, I really want to, I want to find out what his next thing is because yeah, I'm down. But I just, I hope Here's the thing: if, if theaters go away, you know we're building a home theater. It's that simple. Because the experience of a Nolan film. Yeah, but you're in a different country, Chris. Yeah, but still, I'll, I'll make you a home theater. Yeah, I'll, I'll you make two. That's all I'm all about. I'll make sure everyone gets it. <laughs> <laughs> the experience must be shared, <laughs> right? But no, but that's the thing. I don't know how if we, this came out say digitally, mm -hmm. it would not have been as effective. Yeah. 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 And I think that's it. You need the big screen to appreciate, yeah. really appreciate. You the... need the screen. You need the sound. You need like the, the the dark. You need all of that atmosphere and ambiance to get you into that cinematic feel, that cinematic moment, mm -hmm. that way that you pay attention mm -hmm. differently than say if it's on the screen because distraction yeah. is real. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you can't be distracted with a movie like this. No. You need to every. I would say every frame. Is important. Every there's, there's a there's a detail in a frame that is going to help you. Yeah, there's that old uh, Kubrick quote, right? Every frame of painting, right? Mm -hmm. And this was it. Like every frame, every bit, all of it was necessary. This movie is incredibly lean. Yeah. Right. Despite it how really long is. it is, it's a very it, lean, very like it doesn't yeah. fall into the Nolan trap. Of, I think like part of people's like complaints about Inception, which I find invalid, is that it was very exposition heavy. Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar is also very exposition heavy. This one is not very exposition heavy. It's go, 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 go. Yeah. And I think that perhaps to its detriment. Right? No. I don't think so. I mean, I liked the pace. Yeah, but you got confused. Huh? <laughs> you got confused a bunch. Were you confused at all in Inception? Yes. Yes. Huh? And Interstellar, absolutely. Huh? First time you see yeah. it, yeah. There's there's definitely the 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 dream within the dream within the dream within. Like I mean, just following that sequence, you're viewing it and you're like, you know, I was, so I've, seen some... I've seen Inception only once. I think we're gonna have the podcast here. So <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I mean, I can definitely say I saw it more than once, but not like I've seen it like like a lot. It's not one of those definitely. So I saw Tenant four times in theaters. I saw Inception about four times in theaters. I watched, and I've watched it since maybe like maybe four or five times a year since okay. 2011 so all right no, so that's that's I excessive dude no because okay. i don't have an issue with rewatching. but stuff. i also i'm also gifted right yes yeah you dude you say oh you're gifted Lord. but you don't know how often people just oh always forget stuff. No, no, i'm really gifted i can rewatch it and enjoy it like i'm watching other birds. yeah i can't that's why i live my life watching other people's reactions <laughs> I can't once exactly. Uh yeah, so you are an Evie, dude. Evie. Oh, you've seen the episode, haven't you? No, I have not. Lies, that's her name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, I've right. not. All right. Um, uh, I, I think this is a good place to end it. Uh I think we've we've chatted. Given enough. a lot of spoilers. Yeah, but I I think this is for definitely, you know, the audience I think is gonna definitely, you know, get this one. Um uh what can I say? Tenant. All right. Now that it's out the over. Back to the original question. Back to the original question. What do you give it in terms of a rating? You first. I'd probably give it an eight. All right. You've gone up a point. All right. I'm gonna reserve because I need to see it. I I recognize I need to see it a couple of times to like truly appreciate it, right? right? And understand it because each time I, it's one of those movies where each time you see it, you're going to take something additional away from it. Absolutely. So. All right, Bones. I'm still 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, okay. I'm still an 8 yeah. out of 10. And... Okay. So I was at a 10 out of 10 the first time I watched this because I was okay. enamored yeah. by the spectacle of it. As I've gone through to the fourth time, it's gone to a 9. Okay. Mainly for the singular problem that I have, which is the highway sequence. Yeah. Okay. As beautiful as it was, as well told as it was, it is the most confusing aspect of the film. Yeah. And it's okay. the part that needs it needs someone to literally bring out the timeline show the markers get the the, the red string and start the conspiracy wave right to, mm-hmm. to explain yeah. how it works so it started off as like yo no i'm one no fanboy clear until he gets the device and after that it it's just like, goes nuts yeah. i'm all uh, I'm all I'm a nolan fanboy i love his stuff so you know my my rating is probably a percentage point higher than it should be right no I mean, it's, it's each to their own, yeah, is what I yeah. said. That, so, but I love his stuff. So walking out of 10 is because I was enamored by the whole experience. Four times down the line, I see the cracks in it. Not in terms of, like, the explanation. I felt that it was very, very good in, in its consistency. Mm-hmm. I just think that highway sequence is just kind of hard to understand. So, Chris, I, I would say, you know, having this discussion, re-watching it, I think I'll be able to pick up a lot more. Oh, very much so. Right? And, and hopefully Nolan brings it out on streaming soon. I think that the uh, its theatrical run is done. Uh, just to point out, every time I watched it, there's been, I brought a whole bunch of people with me, right? And there was maybe four other people in the movie theater at the same time. This time, ain't no one there but us who went. <laughs> yeah. So and just the three of us. Exactly. And yeah, it's been out for a while. So perhaps that's, you know, everyone who was going to watch it has watched it. But uh, yeah. There might still be those who are like, you know what? I really need to get out. Let me do this. I really, really want to go see a yeah. movie theater. Movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. To those who, who are all, you know, cinephiles like us. I know this is you the first time you've been to a movie theater, theater in 
what mm-hmm. since beginning of the year yeah 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 you're right um actually longer than that because i don't think we saw anything so I think f- it was late last year last thing that we saw in the movie theater was birds of prey okay and i didn't go with you guys to yeah. watch birds of prey and so that was february yeah Come. okay so see i was before that yeah so it's been you know that was a really long time it's been a minute <laughs> right <laughs> yeah since we watched something in in the movie theaters and so yeah with that in mind um yeah what can i say uh, i hope theaters are around but <clears throat> you know like theaters will be around but it really is going to come down to the luxury um, of it all yeah you know I, I like you said it before chris um and i have to agree that you know, going to the movies is going to be one of those things where it's not going to be, yeah, let's just go grab a movie, you know, or so during I the middle of the day or the for evening. The short term, but I'm going to disagree. I'm going to think that you you know, think once the vaccine happens, yeah, they are going to come back because, you know, going out to the movies, it's just like, it's part of our, like, it's part of the DNA, culture, but I think it more important, and I and I, I think she's got a point because I think that definitely what we're gonna see in the short term a lot of luxury stuff coming up, but the movie theaters facilitate something which is the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. The amount of money these guys put into movies, it cannot be recouped streaming. So yeah. we're gonna see a steep drop off in quality. Right. Right. The three hundred million dollar blockbuster film, the Marvel films that you know that have been dominating movie theater stuff and things mm-hmm. are are messed. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they'll come back because there's no efficient way on the internet to monetize something that expensive. Yeah. Right. So, I, and I think that's why. All right, guys. I, I don't want um, the studios to be the ones doing it. I do. Because agree. they'll just have us over a barrel. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I so, agree with that yeah. one too. All right, guys. All right. So, let's uh, end the podcast here. Everyone had their sort of uh, tenant extravaganza, and we're going to. I don't know if there's going to be another one, a special episode like this, because I don't know if there's any movie coming out in the foreseeable future. Only they keep getting pushed back. You guys know that, right? I mean, everything keeps getting pushed back. I think, what, Wonder Woman has been pushed to December 2020? Yeah, it's going to be pushed to 2021. Yeah, I anticipate that, you know what? Nothing's coming out this year. Nothing's coming out this year. Man, that just sucks. We need the vaccine. (laughs) <laughs> that's what we yes, need we do. Yeah. okay that's what we need okay guys all right let's end the podcast here uh okay. all right we'll see you guys you know all right all right yep. you can't stop the signal sorry i have to say it. <laughs> all, right. all right bye